Good morning, everybody. This is Blonde-Haired Girl, and I am not entirely sure about this podcast, exactly what I'm going to be talking about. I was thinking this morning, it's about six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and I woke up thinking about how much I've deviated from my original content that I started with about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. I I started to to record, I started to chronicle on YouTube a journey about this life change. I had a life-changing experience and a summer of really, really strange happenings. They, I had just these things happening that were just so weird. And my family and friends were very worried about me. They were extremely worried about me. They thought that I had just completely lost it. And I tend to be very scientific. And so I had to entertain that thought. I had to entertain the thought that I had gone completely mad. I entertained other thoughts like that I was dead and didn't know it. That I had a brain tumor that I was in a coma and didn't know it. I had like five different hypotheses. And the fifth one was that I was having a profound God experience. And the reason why I made, I understood that I wasn't going crazy was because these things were not just all happening in my head. It wasn't just happening in my head. It was it was coming at me from outside of me, not going out from inside of me. Now granted, I I was meditating quite a bit at this point. I I could not, I wasn't necessarily sitting. It wasn't a sitting meditation. It was more of a, a moving, dancing, listening to music type of meditation. And I was doing it every day for several hours. And... It was the weirdest summer, because if you think about the summer of 2018, we had major celestial events. I cannot name all of them, but we had a number of eclipses. We had events, celestial events that were happening that were really, really rare. They didn't happen very often, and... It was my understanding at the time that I was part of that 
part of some bigger plan during that summer because of those celestial events. And when I started out around the time of the profound experience, I I don't know how to describe it except it seemed that I had had a complete nervous breakdown. A complete nervous breakdown. I my marriage had fallen apart. I didn't have a job. I had realized that I really had no support system and I was really not doing well. I was not doing well at all. And I went to bed one night and I woke up in the middle of the night with the most profound warm, unbelievably vibrant, light, intense, gentle, I can't even describe what I felt except the love of God. And I laid in my bed, seemingly levitating. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was levitating in my bed. I don't know if I was. And I was laying there, and I just didn't want to stop. (laughs) It was just the most peaceful experience And I was completely changed. The next day, I was different. The next day, I was different. And ideas were coming to me. Just like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Except they were just coming like one on top of each other. Look here, go here, do this, see this person, call this person. Um, Don't call this person. I mean, it was like these ideas were just almost this continuous stream of ideas. And it seemed like I was in some kind of boot camp. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. Of a new way of being. And I had just all of these really, really outside-of-the-norm experiences during this time. I mean, I still have them, but not with the intensity. I don't think I could live, like, actually function with the intensity of what it was that summer, the summer of 2018. I ended up writing a book about it. I wrote a book and I it is published on Amazon. It's called Blonde-Haired Girl: My Summer of Mystical Events. My my 
thought had been that somebody would find this and want to publish it. Would want to redo it a little bit and publish it. But it's not just that book. I have two more. My second one is is nearly finished and then my third is coming along and I I have not been writing as much recently. I have been preoccupied with other things and but I'm glad that I at least got that out. And what is in that book is not even nearly the amount of information that I had gotten that summer. <clears throat> the information was never um, contradictory. It was never contradictory. It was just a lot of it, and it was hard for me to to um, differentiate what I wanted to listen to and what I didn't. What's coming to mind for me at at this moment was they talk about infinite possibilities and so I was having so many possibilities coming to me at the same time. I have asked over and over again, why me, why, why did I have this experience and what the answer that I have gotten over and over is that I had a willingness and that I was listening that I had a willingness and I was listening and what and what was coming to me seemed to be sort of on top of it, this knowledge. I started to learn that there was this, this, that our knowledge is not our own. Our knowledge is not our own. It is, it is in this, this, as some people would call it a consciousness. I I started to call it like an iCloud of information because it was more relevant to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was more relevant to me than <clears throat> than than the the consciousness. But it was like infinite intelligence. We have infinite intelligence and we tap into it. We tap into this infinite intelligence and we discover, we make these discoveries of possibilities. If anything is possible, which is what has been told to us, if anything is possible, then there is a whole lot of information to be discovered. <clears throat> so that was one thing that I had discovered that I had 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 an awareness of that had come to me that summer. The second thing that had come to me information had to do with dimension dimensionality 
I had started to see this before. I I was actually in 2012 my life really changed. And then over the years it was sort of this this spiraling upward of understanding and I did have these weird synchronicities for a while before I had what I would call the avalanche the summer of 2018. So I start, sort of started to see these dimensionalities, like people are multidimensional. <clears throat> and I, I can't say that I, well, <clears throat> actually sometimes I do see it, <clears throat> but most of the time I just have an awareness of it. It comes in some kind of weird awareness. Like, I don't see, like, auras. I don't, um, it, there's just this awareness that I don't know exactly how to describe, but, and so I started to to sort of understand that there were different dimensions, but then I had heard somewhere that there are infinite dimensions. And if there are infinite dimensions, then... It's really, really good that we are not aware of them. <laughs> because I don't think we could function at all. But what I started to kind of experience was multiple types of dimensions. Like multiple dimensions, not not a whole lot of them. A few of them. But a few of them was honestly enough. Because even experiencing a few of them was like it was really really challenging to navigate and then there was a third thing and that was the idea of time I had been toying around with this idea for a while because I I really you know I understood the <clears throat> idea of of time as you know we have calendars and days and I I just really didn't understand how there was no past I understand the present but I didn't in the future like I didn't understand how there was no past and that everything was in this ever-present now until I understood it. And it's sort of like the silence of the now. And that all there are are consecutive nows. Our lives are comprised of, secu- of consecutive nows. And then I had this weird discovery about everyone being on their own timeline. Like everyone is on their own timeline. So there's all of these timelines, all of these dimensions. And then 
the reality part, I, I started, I just knew everyone is in their own reality. We are all in our own reality. I did not understand that until I understood it. We are all in our own reality. And we are the creators of our reality. It's sort of, you know, like when Jesus says, you reap what you sow. And when we put out kindness, it comes back to us. When we, everything that we do is a reflection, basically, of who we are. Everything out that goes out of us and comes back to us is a reflection of who we are. And that was a really, really daunting thing for me personally. The idea that I am creating absolutely everything in my life. It was really daunting and continues to be a a challenge for me. And I talk about it like all. It seems like all the time because I am I am attempting to create a a life my life is wonderful my life my reality is wonderful but when I and when I actually look at it there are parts of it that I would like to be better. Like money flow, I would like, I I was thinking, what is it that I'm looking, like financial freedom that I never have to think about it again. I want financial freedom to where I never have to think about money. Again, I don't want to have to think about it. I want to know that there is a continuous flow of abundance coming to me and my family and my community. And then and then I I have been excited about a a life partner. Somebody to partner through life, someone to be a witness to my life someone to be a witness to my life someone that I feel like the two of us together makes it so much greater it like would grow exponentially the connection between this person and myself <clears throat> but I wanted to move on from there there were other things that I learned as well and they had to do with the idea of parallel lives which I know I, I used to think these things were just completely nuts but I'm like how can that even be but recently it's like I can actually see them and that summer I started to see them I started to see I started to understand that concept that there are these parallel lives. <clears throat> we have these 
<clears throat> parallel lives going going on and <clears throat> and sometimes I can look at a person and I can see their parallel person in my community <clears throat> sometimes they look like them and sometimes they don't necessarily they don't always necessarily look like them And the idea of of death, I don't really like the word death per se because I don't believe in it. <clears throat> I could sense that, and I'm not really entirely sure that a person always has to be born, like, a, a, you know, from a womb in order to to come back I'm not entirely sure I'm not entirely sure how that works either but I got the sense that there's this possibility that from a non non-physical perspective a person might be able to live in their soul live in a person who's already living body I'm not sure if any of this that part is true I'm not sure if any of that part is true everything else that I just said I I believe to be truth but I I'm not really sure about the kind of jumping on a boat and living out a life is true I don't know if that's true or not um it just was an idea that came to me But what else was coming to me and continues to is the idea of death is just, it just has always been really strange to me. Like, why do we come here to die? It just seems really strange to me that we would come and then we would die and we would be no more. Or even this we we come and then we're separated from our loved ones from from death until we die i mean <clears throat> i don't know and then we go to to heaven we go to heaven after we we go to this wonderful place this is purgatory this is you know um the valley of tears and then we pass and we go to the 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 paradise <clears throat> but it makes no sense to me why we would come here if it wasn't really to enjoy this life to enjoy being here so <clears throat> so it's the way that I see it is is <clears throat> people talk about the soul we have the soul and our bodies are like our spacesuit. So the body, the soul goes into the spacesuit, the body has a spacesuit, and then we're born. And we live here and we get to experience here. We get to we get to do all kinds of amazing things here. 
I mean, the, the things we get to do here are just unbelievable. I mean, we get to swim and we get to to cook. We get to grow things. We get to drink and eat and and hang out with our friends and we get to go do something that we enjoy doing for for an income. <clears throat> we get to play music. I mean, think about the musicians and the people who create it. The art of creating music and how fantastic that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> and all of the things that we get to do here. I mean, even when we're born, you know, our mothers, some mothers, you know, we we hold our babies in a rocking chair and we just hold them close to us. I mean, can you imagine being in someone's embrace this way? And being just taken care of. You know, that you have your food and you have your diaper changed and someone gives you baths. And everything you need is taken care of. Everything. You are embraced. You are loved. You are so loved. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> it's the, the understanding that we have come here for joy and not just this is purgatory and then we get to go to heaven. Um, and I'm not saying that the Christian churches or the that we believe this is purgatory, but it really seems like we believe that this is a place for lessons. <clears throat> and you either obey the rules or you don't. And if you obey the rules, then you're going to go to heaven. And if you don't obey the rules, you're going to go to hell. It has been quite a while that I have not believed in these concepts. <clears throat> I have not believed in that. Although I do believe that we can have the power to create a hellish experience for ourselves by having that belief. And by making choices by living into some kind of idea of of the absence of love, like the degree, very low degrees of love and living in emotions such as hatred and revenge and <clears throat> the duality of all of that and that a person who is is living in these emotions and these ideas is having a completely different experience as somebody who is living in an emotion of love and has love as their intentionality. So a person who is, is loving by nature is enjoying their life. <clears throat> Except something that can't, comes to mind that I really wanted to mention is 
that sometimes even people who are living in a place of love, sometimes people who are even living in a place of love because they are in, like, myself as raising, raised as a Catholic, I believed in heaven and hell and I really had a hard time with the concepts that I had been taught in the church. And so it didn't matter where I was. I I didn't have any esteem and I didn't like, so I never knew if I was going to hell because I didn't know. I, I just, and, and, and these are all based on our beliefs. <clears throat> and these beliefs are really, really hard to change in some circumstances because there's so much fear in the church. But I actually don't really want to talk about that right now. What I wanted to go on to is also in the idea of death or people passing out of their bodies. And one of the major obstacles of people passing out of their bodies for us is us believing that they are somehow really far off and that we cannot see them. That we cannot see them, that they're they're really, really far off somewhere. And we won't be able to see them until we die. We believe that when we die, when we pass out of our body, we will then be reunited with our loved ones. And I am so sorry about my throat. I have been, I guess, sick for a little bit. And and I apologize. So I... I'm not entirely sure, and and this is going to be pretty far out, but I'm just going to share it even though I know it's really far out, but I have been perceiving ideas from people in my life who have passed away for many years. I perceived my dad. My dad passed out of his body when I was 22. And I'm not entirely sure when it was that I started to have the awareness that I was perceiving him. I don't know when it was. But <clears throat> but he it things would come to me in ideas and thoughts, sentences sometimes, words. And it, there started to be a point where I perceived it as being him. <clears throat> but here's another thing, is I also sensed that my dad somehow possibly lived in my oldest son. There's some people who don't believe in reincarnation, and <clears throat> and I, I don't understand it all, but I believe that we come back to the planet multiple times in multiple different dimensions, multiple timelines. <clears throat> and and somehow that my dad could act, an aspect of my dad could actually be living in my son and also living somewhere around me. 
And then my niece passed away in 2012. And at first, it was really, really strange. Like, I remember I started to hear her. And I said, I said, that can't be you. You don't believe in this. And her exact words were, I do now. And so my niece, at times, I I perceive my niece is, is, I, I, her, I, I'm aware of her presence and her direction, I guess I would say, in my life. <clears throat> and so when people pass away, I don't believe, I don't believe for one second that they are far from us. And another thing that I would say about that is, I think about when I pass away, when I pass out of my body, I am definitely going to be around my children and my loved ones. And what's coming to mind right at the moment is when Jesus said that he will always be near. He he knew that he was going to be Um, <laughs> crucified I, I guess um, he knew that he was going to be crucified and he told his disciples that he will never leave them our loved ones are very close to us <clears throat> and it is up to us whether we're going to listen or not we've been taught by the church that there is this veil we've been taught a great many things by our churches And it is true for them. It is true for them. I guess it's somewhere in the Bible. And I understand now, right now, I'm going to say I have an understanding of maybe what the Bible was saying about that because there are also realms that are are demonic, that are, are of negative nature, and we don't want part of that. We want to stay in the realms of love. But our loved ones being close to us is is not delving into bad realms. And what I'm going to say now is going to be a little bit radical too, but I'm going to say it anyway. But it is my belief that there will come a time very soon where we will be able to see our loved ones in different dimensions. It all depends on our beliefs. And and possibly the circuitry in our brain to be able to perceive them I'm going to end this podcast 
in a little in just a little bit but I wanted to say something about this to kind of give a visual so I shared many times in my YouTubes about this idea of our that what we see is a very very limited amount of what's out there and I use this idea of night vision goggles to demonstrate it when I was first when I was married many years ago my we had a mouse in our house and my husband at the time had a had night vision goggles and so he pulls out the night vision goggles and we can see the little mouse running through the kitchen or wherever it was <laughs> and very little else they were extremely limited they're probably better made today than they were 20 years ago but 20 years ago, when you looked through night vision goggles, you really didn't see much. <clears throat> and it seems that the circuitry in our brain, we are so wonderfully made that so that we can survive and function, we see in a dimension but I don't know that it won't be long before we are able that circuitry could change and we would be able to see them when they pass. And it actually, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because I remember thinking, because I'm a philosopher by nature, I've been a philosopher since I can remember and I'm always thinking about these things. I love these ideas. I'm like a sponge. I absolutely love these topics. And I remember just wondering, why is it like that? Why would God give us life here? And then we die. Someone dies and we cannot see them or perceive them they're like gone it almost seems it almost seems a cruelty doesn't it I mean how many people have been just torn their hearts broken to pieces some cases never to be healed from the loss of a loved one some people actually pass away themselves because of the loss these are and so it is my belief that there is this possibility that we would be able to see them not only perceive them but actually see them And I'm going to be continuing on this at a later time. I'm going to end this podcast now. I appreciate you listening. And I will be back with more. I appreciate you. And that's a wrap.